The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Full Change with Tom Laidlaw. There we go. Morning on this rainy, beautiful morning in Connecticut. Tom, how are you? Beautiful morning in Connecticut. Great day to be a duck. You're your voice is a little bit uh, scratchy there. You all right? It's, it's kind of sexy, isn't it? Like, get that deep voice. Do you think so? Is it though? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Barry White. No. Yeah. yeah right. I'm like, like, I know I told you the story, but I was at the event a couple months ago and the young kid, I think he's trying to give me a compliment. He says, you look like Rock's grandfather. Yes. Now you're like Barry White without soul. What's, what's one of his songs? Like, uh, um, you're trying to be. Well, I don't, I don't know. You're, that's, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, Lou Rawls. Love is in the air. I think I'm more of a loom. Yeah. I'm more of a loom. So let me see what all the things I can do. I can, so I can um, I can sing. I can do uh, invitations, um, like Chewbacca. No, you got, please, we're losing, we're just bleeding listening as you do these. I can do uh, like whatever, Irish or Scottish. No, you can't. Australians. One accent. Canadian. Well, that you can do. That you can do. But you can do, you can say, oh, get out, eh? Oh. It's going to be a big show, eh? Oh, I didn't know that. Thanks, Robbie Carr, for pointing that out. <laughs> Tom says that at least once or twice an episode. Is that that's funny that we have those sayings, right? That you don't realize you say all the time. Robbie Carr, listener, pointing out he's so what is it? But if I don't know something, I'll go, you go oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't there, there it is. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. So but it it's you know, it's just genuine though. Like it's, it's totally genuine. Yeah. You know, it's fun it's funny. I was talking to uh, my buddy Adam Davis, who does a ton of podcasts. He has a few a bunch of successful ones, and he said he listened to you and he said, When you always when someone's talking, you you always check in, you're like, Oh yeah, okay. Okay. He said he started using that in his podcast oh. just to, you know, to let the, the person he talked to know. I, I do. I think I do that consciously too, to me, make sure the person knows that I'm really paying attention to what they're saying. Yes. I, I feel like, cause when we were talking to guests and then I jump in with something and we're like, you just totally steamroll right past it. Like, that's fine. <laughs> let me talk to you, Corey Hirsch. <laughs> oh, so I, I do. Pre- have, I yeah. appreciate that. I do try my best to not interrupt people. Cause that's really annoying to me when people interrupt me when I'm talking. I heard about that. I heard that about you. I heard you had, you broke up with a, a woman because she's oh. been interrupting you. And what a sweetheart too. And but even when I told her, like, I think it's a respect thing. Listen, if you're speaking, I'm going to stop. I'm going to listen to what you're saying. Uh, so the same courtesy. And when I said that to her, she said, oh, that's ridiculous. She don't like, she wouldn't even like admit wow. that it was a, like really met my, well, my well, feelings. What's more discourteous, interrupting or having someone say something and then just changing the subject as soon as they say that, what they need to say. Oh man. I think the interrupting is because I, I, one thing I learned from the particularly Navy SEALs, when you engage in a conversation with yeah. them, they pay attention to the conversation sure. and listen to all the words you're saying. Once you're done, then they step in. I, I do. I, I guess it's all like people think they have something they need to say. They don't want to forget it. Right. So they're going to jump sure. in there. But like, you don't have a memory. No, but you, but like I'm saying, so if I, if I bring up a point, you'll just turn, you, oh, that's great. Oh, so oh, anyway. It, oh, oh, do I do that? All the time. I do not. Yes, you do. 
Really? I don't know. So you'll make a statement and then I'll, won't even address it. Like, oh, that's nice. So anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, person. Oh, that's funny. So I'm going to listen for that. It is funny, right? Like I, things annoy me, but it's like, even like if driving, I go around the highway, like I can drive a hundred miles an hour. That's fine. But somebody else does it. Then that's a problem. Hypocrite. Yeah. But self-acknowledged. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Good. So we're in Connecticut. As I said earlier, it's leafy, beautiful, Connecticut, rainy day. So a listener of our show, buddy of ours, Jimmy DiCepolo was just on a, this whirlwind cruise with his lovely wife, Audrey, and they were in, and he's like, check your downloads, check this out. We could see where they download from. So he was in like Dubai, oh, Japan, Thailand, oh. China. So we have all these hits coming out. He's like, yeah, I'm here now. Check it out. Oh, so so okay, cool to okay. see, you know, the track as he's downloading the shows. Now, I want to go to Thailand, Thailand or the Philippines. Okay. So go. What do you think? A lot of money though. Although I did like the flights over like a round trip to um, Manila, I think it was like, a, like two grand. But the hotels over there, because of the dollar difference, like forty dollars. Yeah. So what's holding you back? Good point, by you. So because good. I have to be here for you to help do these podcasts. No, that's not true. You can go. We can do it from Manila. Uh, that's true too. I guess I could do it from Manila. Twelve hour time difference, so like, so like, uh, we're, we're we're doing it here at eleven o'clock at uh, Easter time. It's eleven o'clock at night. That's what we'll do. We'll make it work. We did the one with Barry Beck. He was in Hong Kong. Twelve hours ahead. That worked. That's one part of the world I've never. Well, I was at Fiji, in Australia, so it was kind of in that area. Malibu. Excuse me. Wow, that was a. That, did that you bring that back from Fiji? <laughs> <laughs> Well, jazz. Um, you're, you're, you're like, you're, are you a vegetarian? Yes. You are. So no, like really strict with that. Like, yeah, no, no meat, no fish, no milk, no egg, right. but the, uh, there will be milk and eggs in products I eat, but, right. um, no, I don't eat any, any red meat, any chicken, any of that stuff, any fish. Was that a health thing that you did? I just never liked it. My, really? I, my, my, my mother, God rest her soul. I, I never liked her cooking. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh. I, I, sadly. And she made this, she, she's Italian and she makes it. Great sauces. Everybody loved it except me. Oh, and it, and I, so it wasn't that she was a bad cook. It's just you didn't like you didn't like your food. I can remember Tom right now as we speak at four years old chewing London broil at the dinner table till it was gray and just like giving it to the dog, throwing it, sticking it in my pants, throwing it on the floor. I hated it. Yeah, that's true too. Like Brussels sprouts, asparagus. My mother used to make those, but she wouldn't. She would boil them, I think, so the, the oh. texture of it was like you could choke on it. Yeah. So yeah. I can't eat those now. I, I should say I can't. I put them in the air fryer now, crispy them up, the better. You are quite the burgeoning chef. That's uh, that's true. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Good. I've made my turkey meat sauce. Uh, very proud of me. You don't want to learn too, a lot more, uh, really staying away from salts and sugars and using all natural stuff like capers. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. You can replace, you know, a honey replaces sugar and yeah. hot things too. Totally. It's great. I've, I've tried some of your concoctions. I have to say, pretty good. Yeah. I'm really, I'm uh, very proud of that. Especially going back to when I first got divorced and my sons were like four and six and I couldn't cook at all. Oh, I laughed telling the old turkey dinners we used to cook. We used to get the jarred like, gravy and the stovetop <laughs> stuffing. It, but it, it came out okay. Uh, but I, I've told the story many times about the uh, gimlets. Yeah. Oh. But now we're going to, we're going to hear, uh, yeah. Coach Nate Brown from Minnesota is going to be getting on us for talking about cooking shows. He wants hockey go with content, but still. Uh, oh, okay. Everybody has to eat. Everybody. Coach Nate Brown. Where's your coach? He's a football coach. He's oh. a youth football coach. Oh. Big fan from Minnesota. And he just wants to talk about hockey. He doesn't want to. He's like, stay away from cooking. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, so uh, I know I mentioned it to you. And this is premature, so I don't want to say this is going to happen. But up in Roscoe, New York, we've got a potential. There's a thousand acre, uh, I guess you call it compound up there with the uh, clubhouse golf course. And they want us to go up there and put on uh, health and wellness and fitness. So I do it. We, yeah. We're talking about to put on a great event up there. Yeah. We can have like, I think right now up to 60 people. So the idea is, uh, anybody, so it, there's, there's a hockey rink there. So some hockey will be part sure. of it, but it's more, we'll get out in the morning, go for hikes, have some lectures and talk about uh, health and fitness and mental health. Love it. And we got a, a beautiful young woman, a, a beautiful person uh, up in Binghamton, uh, Molly Morgan. His, uh, she great, was, she was, great name. Yeah, that's right. 
she was a dietitian for the uh, Binghamton senators up there for okay. like 15 years. So she really liked the healthy eating and everything. So we had a good talk the other day talking about fasting and her opinions. Very knowledgeable. Great. Um, yeah. Yeah, this should be this should be good. We're, we're we're in the early stages of figuring out this event, but it should yeah. be something really cool. Definitely, um, Molly Morgan. That's a great name. Today's my Molly's birthday, so happy birthday, that's to my right. Molly! How old is she? she is fifteen. And then your other daughter is seventeen. She's got a driver's license. Driver's license. Oh, that's like those days. Yes, she's been at it for a couple of weeks now. Wow, it's it's never old. It's harrowing. She she she's very respectful, but she, like she's out the door. Yeah. Like she, our school is. It's about a three minute walk from our house, right. but she drives every day <laughs> to and from. So it takes her longer to get there uh, park than it would if she just walked. But I get it. She has her own oh, car. Totally. Remember those days where you had your own car? 100%. Uh, yeah. I didn't actually have my own car. I drove my You rode a donkey in the no, farm, right? I was the donkey. <laughs> no, we actually had, we had a Chevy Nova, which is pretty cool. Oh, great right? car. Great yeah. car. Today we have a we have a great guest. We have a classy ranger who was a skilled player, fan favorite uh, of the Rangers. We had number eighteen, Walter Kachuk. Walter Kachuk, how are you doing there, brother? I needed I needed help. <laughs> That's all right. You was just Gene Gresh when he first got on. He was upside down in the show. So, <laughs> yeah, he was. It was, it was actually kind of funny because he couldn't figure it out at all. Uh, we plowed through it though. How are you feeling? I'm I'm good. And hey, had you had a little bit of a health scare recently? I, I heard something like that. Is that true? No. Oh, okay. Pretty actually. Good. Good Good information there, Tom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, research staff is getting fired. Okay, I've got to tell a quick story about Walt Kachuk. So Walt was one of the, like, if you look at him, you could not knock him down. He's like a fire hydrant out there. He was skating around training camp 100 miles an hour, and I went to Walt, and I was a rookie. I said, Walt, what do you do to stay in shape during the summer? He says, well, I drink a case of beer every day, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I still do. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't quit now. Don't quit now. The foreman is working. Where are, you, where are you living right now? I'm living in St. Mary's. I've been uh, here since 1970. Okay. Good. Yep. Yeah. Did you have a did you have a you had a miniature golf course, didn't you? No, we uh, we converted it into a golf course. Oh, okay. Um, we have 18 holes, and um, we actually built it ourselves. Uh, a, an old teammate of mine from uh, junior, Danny Sagan. Oh, yeah. He played, he played a little bit in Minnesota and Vancouver. Sure. Yeah. And, and we've been living here since 1970 and we built the golf course it's been running for now 27 years and we're still we're danny's still here we're we're working in the ditches digging golf shoveling and we're keeping pretty active wow very good but that's incredible so you built your own golf course well we had a, a, a there was a company up here that uh did the routing for the golf course uh, we just had to give them a topographical of the the property and then they put everything into a computer, and then the computer punches out the best uh, layout for you, and then you go from there. Wow, very cool. How's your game? You got a good golf game? No good. I <laughs> played uh, on this course probably three times, maybe seven or eight holes each time. Um, I have a couple of a teammate of mine, uh, Brad Park. He plays a lot of golf, oh. and the uh, and I go down and visit him in Florida every year. And he's like, how come you own a golf course and you don't like yeah. playing golf? I said, some people like to play golf and some people own golf courses. You can't do yeah. both. There you go. There you go. Good. Where did you grow up, Walt? Where's home? South Porcupine. South Porcupine, Ontario, which is another 500 miles north of here. Oh, wow. My uh, my father was a miner up there. My, my brother... 
he became a miner and he's retired. And his his son Jonathan is now working in the mine. So I if I would just didn't go play hockey, I would probably have been a miner and my kids would have been miners too. Wow. Wow, that's hard work too. Wow. What do what do they mine up there? Iron ore? Gold. Mainly oh wow. Up in that area. Wow. Yeah. Well, remember Danny Clark? Remember Danny Clark, the player? He's, he's in that gold business. Oh, yeah. Mind. yeah. He's a defenseman, yeah. Yeah, big tough kid. Well, you were born in Germany, though, right? Then you came over to Canada? Yeah, I was born in Germany. Uh, I came over when I was uh, two and a half. Uh, my father came over first. And, and then once he had enough money, he, I guess he must have sent my mom uh, some money for us to come buy a boat back to Canada. So you like a lot of young kids in Canada, did you start playing like six or seven years old playing hockey? Yeah, I started about seven. I, uh, I, my, everybody had skates and uh, I didn't have a pair of skates. We did a lot of street street hockey with the shoes. And I, finally, my mom bought me a pair of uh, skates from the secondhand store. They, they were, I was probably seven, eight, seven years old, eight years old at the time. And uh she bought me a pair of skates that were size 10. So it's an Algerian And I would put newspaper in the, in the toes so that, right, <laughs> so that I'm going. I'll never do it, Jim, though. That's funny, yeah. So people who don't know, like for me, I've you ever size uh, my shoes like 11 and a half. My skates are at eight and a quarter or something. So it's a, oof. So I have a size 10 skate. <laughs> yeah, when you got the skates, you, you like them pretty tight. Now, were you a pretty good player right away? No. Uh, I, I, I think. I think the first pair of skates that I did get, I, I wore out uh, uh, the leather on the sides because my ankles were so weak. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of running while the skating. Uh, that's uh, funny. Yeah. No, I just I just I played uh, house league right through, right through, right up the midget hockey. Yeah. I didn't. I played house league team, not the the A team or whatever. And I developed later. So uh-huh. some people develop early, but I developed later. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty interesting, right? Because the house league, everybody knows it's just, you don't travel. Like the travel teams are the, usually the best players on those teams. So yeah, um, yeah. Did, so did you play junior hockey? Yeah, so um, I, I I played a house league and then the, 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 the one Kitchener Rangers in the, up here in Canada, uh, they were affiliated with the New York Rangers. And they said, well, we're going to call you up here just for a little tryout for the B team. But you're not gonna. You're not staying. You're just gonna come to see how it is. Fall year, right. invite you. Um, I went to camp, and they said, well, maybe we'll keep you, but you'll be only be playing on the, the fourth line, and you know, just you know, get some experience." And by the end of that first year, I was playing full time. So oh, B team, right. and then after that, I went into with the Kitchen Rangers, who were affiliated with the New York Rangers. Right, and, and so the draft at that time was it a twenty year old NHL draft? Or was where was yeah, the draft? The year the year I came in, there was no draft. Oh, that's the, right. The Rangers, the Rangers basically owned the New York Rangers owned the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, Peterborough was sponsored by Montreal Canadiens. St. Catharines was sponsored by Chicago Blackhawks. Toronto was the junior team was sponsored by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow, that's right too. I forgot about all that. Yeah. So how'd your junior career go? We we never won the Memorial Cup. We. we we uh, we had some good years, but we just didn't make it. But yeah, it was a good it was a good uh, some good players we played with in Kitchener. There was a Mike Robitaille, uh, Jim Kerlicky, and he played with Detroit a little bit. Um, yeah, there was a few players that made uh, made the NHL from the team. 
Right. And then how old were you when you came to the Rangers? I think it was 20 when I yeah. came up there. To, um, I came up the year before when I was playing junior. Uh, we, were, we got knocked out. And uh, so I played in old Madison Square Gardens. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the following year, I, I, I played in uh, the, the new gardens. Right. Um, what happened was we went, had training camp here in Kitchener. And the Rangers were there. So we, so we, uh, had the camp there. Then uh, Emil Francis says, "Well, we're going to send you down to uh, Buffalo. Uh, it was the Buffalo Bisons there, American Hockey League, and Brad Park was there also there. So we were both sent down to um, Buffalo. Uh, Freddie Shearer was the coach that oh, time. Oh wow, wow! And uh, we played about seven ga- played about seven games. Um, and then Emil Francis, the cat, calls me up and says, "Pack your bags." Uh, for 10 days because Orland Kurdenbach's got a, a bad back and, uh, you know, you'll stick to it for the next 10 days till he gets better. So I packed up my only bag I had, <laughs> my only overcoat, my only pair of shoes, and um, I ended up staying there for the, ne- the next 15 years. Wow, that's something. I, wow. Yeah. Wow. And how many teams were in the league at that point? 10. I think it went from six. The yeah. The was six. I think it went from six to 10 or was it six, twelve. eight to ten? Yeah, it went to twelve, I think. Yeah, there's those two team divisions. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'm well, yeah, not sure how well ranked. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was twelve. So for me, there's 21 teams the whole time I played. It's hard to believe now. There's 32 teams in the league, right? And growing. Yeah, they get 36. <laughs> well, they're drawing now from um, bigger area. Yeah. You know, before it was Canadian, mostly Canadians and Americans. Now it's it's the whole world. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of elite players. Oh you know, yeah, I know. The skill, yeah, the skill level is unbelievable. Eh, Wolf, I mean, it's such a different game too. Well, you had some great success pretty early. You guys went to the cup in '72. Do you want to talk about like your early start with the Rangers? Yeah, um, we we had a, a, a great te- a, a really good team. Uh, there were some other teams out there that were really good also, and we were we were there. I think a couple of times um, and probably what happened was we had some major injuries at the wrong time. I know, I think it was in, whether it was 72 or one of the other years, uh, John Rattel was leading. He was a uh, Rod Gilbert, Rattel, Hatfield were the number one line, the gag line. Uh, Rattel was leading in the scoring and then he gets uh, hurt in practice a puck hits him in the ankle, and we lose him for the playoffs. And, you know, and then another time, the, the GOAT, Dale, Dale Rall, uh, we lost him. And, you know, it's, and it's, but I guess all the other teams have the same issues. Yeah. You know, they, they have injuries, and you just got to play through them. And we, we, didn't, we didn't get there. Where did you guys practice when you played with the Rangers? I know part of the time was at Playland up in Rydie or Long Beach, right? Yeah, in, yeah, New Hyde Park there, New Hyde Park. We uh, in, the, in the early days, it was uh, New Hyde Park. We uh, everybody lived in uh, Long Beach, New York, and to go to Hyde Park was about uh, forty-five minutes. Oh, and then after that, it was they built a place in Long Beach. We mm-hmm. we practiced there. Um, and then it was Ride New York later on in the late seventies, I guess. I, uh, well, I know for me when I so I grew up in Brampton, Ontario, on the farm, went to a small school up in northern Michigan. So when I first came to New York, 
I was like, what, what is going on? Like, it was just to get you used to living in New York. Are you like that too when you came here? Oh, yeah. Like, the, the first few weeks, you went, you were all looking around. And, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you just, it just, it was part of you. You, you, you yeah. grow into it. Uh, I was, uh, uh, and I was a roommate with Brad Park at the oh. time. And we, we had a, a place in Long Beach. We had a three bedroom place right on the beach. And it cost Brad $66 a month, me $66 a month, and the Rangers picked up $66 a month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny, yeah. I, and I mean this with due respect to, to Brad Park. He can talk about hockey, can't he? He loves talking about Oh, yeah. He yeah. loves talking about yeah. Well, look, he's number two defenseman for the Rangers. Obviously, that's the connection <laughs> there. You can certainly yeah. talk <laughs> yeah, well, you probably remember me when I first came in as that quiet kid. I can't stop talking now. I, was, I talk all day long. Yeah. Well, you know, I was curious. Walt retired in 1981, which coincidentally is your rookie year. So yeah. is, there, is there a reason? Is that why you quit, Walt? Because Tom came in? Yeah, you know yeah. the reason why? You, you, I was afraid he was taking my job. So I yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, beer dr- the best beer drinker on the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take over my job. Right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. So you had 15 seasons. So you got my rookie year come in, and you get hit in the eye with a puck or is it a stick? A puck. Yeah, I got hit in the eye with a puck. That's right. I remember right in front of our bench, too, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of deflected up and it uh, went right up and up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you know at the time that it was that bad? You have to retire? Or did you? I, I, I didn't think so at the beginning, but I remember getting hit in the eye, bringing, going into the dressing room and looking and, and, my sight, I think there's something wrong there's, because I, I can see out of one eye and I can't see out of the other eye. Right. Boy, there's, there's something the matter here. And of course, the doctor's in there looking at you, and then uh, they, they probably knew before I did that there was right. a nature right. problem. Right. And and I went to uh, Lenox Hill Hospital. And uh, that night, uh, uh, one, two in the morning, whatever time it was, um, and there was about six or seven doctors there, a lot of young doctors and the, the main doctor and all these doctors were looking at my eye and at the end of the, the head doctor said, what did you see? What did you see? I guess they were getting educated on. Oh, on the <laughs> uh, and then what they wanted to do is get rid of all the fluid out of my, out of my eye or the back of my eye. And uh, they, they put me on some kind of pills to do that. And, um, I had to go on them gradually, and then I, I got to a certain point, and then I had to go off them gradually. I don't even know what pills they were, right. but uh, I remember being in the living room with two kids running around, jumping around, and my wife Valerie says, uh, tell those kids to relax, they're making too much racket. I said, oh, no, they're okay. You know, so I must have been somewhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So did you get, ever get surgery on the eye? No. No. What it was is it, it was like a big scar tissue uh, or a big stain at the back of your eye, oh. and that's what it was. It's like a big, and they wanted to get rid of the fluid or blood or whatever, and they couldn't get rid of it. Oh, and they told me at Atlantic Hill after when I left to come back to Canada, they said, "Well, when you go back to Canada, uh, you know, in another five or six years, go and get a check. They might do some research on that part of the eye." And I went back, and they said, "No." He says, there's not that many people with that type of a fr- problem. Right. So they're not really interested in that. They need a work on oh. something that has a lot of problems to solve a lot of people's issues. Right. Wow. So, so do you have sight in the eye now? 
No, the same same eyes. It's, it's been the same ever since. Wow. So you never played after that, did you? No, that was the end of it. Wow. So I, you remember, I represented that Brian Burrard that was playing for the Leafs and lost. Kind of had a similar injury. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember but, that. Yeah, but many years past that, he had a fully detached retina, and uh, we yeah, found a really, yeah, yeah. yeah. found it really good. Yeah, but they fixed, they put the retina, well, pretty much back uh, where it was, uh, but still, his his sight is very limited as well. So, so no I, thoughts of ever, no thoughts of ever coming back trying to play. No, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. fun, it's fun just watching him go. Yeah. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. He, he owned a farm and he owned a golf course. So he had, you know, he had, yeah. had your, everything laid out in front of you. I'll tell you what, Walt, you, you were one of those guys, like when you come in as a rookie in the league, I don't know how you were, but for me, like there's certain guys that you're one of those guys like, man, I really want to get to be buddies with Walt Kachuk. You know, he's a fun level guy. Like he was Mr. Intensity. He was on the ice, uh, but he loved the game. He loved having fun in the locker room. Do you, do you recall the initiation of uh, Chris Kinsopoulos? <laughs> oh, just thinking of a few few guys. I'm not sure. Well, just so everybody knows, this, this doesn't happen. Is that only a restaurant? No, it was in the uh, locker room at uh, Rye Playland. Oh, okay. Because okay. you know, when you come in as a rookie, you're supposed to like respect the older players, sit there in the corner, keep your mouth shut, you'll carry the bags, all that. Katsi couldn't figure that out. Right. Katsi had oh, a yeah. He, he had to put his two cents in. Yeah, yeah. And he oh, still does. Yeah, totally, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember Walt saying to him a few times, we're going to get you. We're going to get oh, you. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, that was one of the things. I, they made me sit there and watch them initiate him. And they had him tied in the, you know, he's got the yeah. Greek body. He had the big Greek body with all the boils. <laughs> he's tied to the table. Like, the, and they shaved him? Oh, they did more to shave him. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Makes a few marks. <laughs> oh, they had his uh, so he's tied down so he can't move. Yeah, Ronald Duga explained this to us on the oh, show. Yeah, that you had him. You had the, the skate lace tied around his uh, his right. junk over over the yeah. 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 So if, so he moved it all. He was going to rip his penis off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Steve Vickers uh, urinated in the cup 
Uh, so Katsi could see it. And then he went and dumped out the urine, but he put uh, warm water into the cup. So Katsi doesn't know there's right. warm water. He thinks it's urine. Oh. <laughs> and then, then he held his nose and poured it, poured it in his throat. Oh, he, thinks, he thinks it's urine. Yeah, yeah. And he was squirming around. But again, it was, it was, I couldn't laugh because I think if I'm laughing. Yeah, I'm you're laughing. You're laid like at a oh, table. God. And then they, you guys started whistling the uh, Gillette song. There was a Gillette song. that had, I can't remember what it was. And then, and they're looking at me. And I, I'm almost positive. Well, you came over to me and said, are you going to talk anymore this year? I said, no, I am not talking. I'm not talking. Wow. That was, that was funny. But that obviously doesn't happen anymore with, yeah. with that. But that was a rite of passage when you were working. Yeah. Right? And you look back at it, it's just, I think, one of those things. Walt, did you ever get shaved or you initiated? Yeah, I did. Oh. Uh, at the, um, Hyde Park. The Reggie right. Fleming and uh, that bunch of guys. Yeah. Right. So I went through it too. So yeah. everybody pretty well did. In yeah. The it was just, it's weird, right? Cause you look back like, why did it, how did it all start and why we were doing it? But it was just very, everybody had it done to them. Yep. So they were doing it tonight. Yeah. One time. But you avoided it, Tom. So good for you. Yo, know, I kept my mouth shut after watching Kotze. I think they tortured <laughs> me. They tortured me mentally. Yeah. But, but Dugay didn't keep his mouth shut. They got him too. Yeah, I don't think it mattered with Dugs, right? Did you particularly in that one too? The Dugs, you get shaved his headache? You know, I, I can't remember. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I I I, I forget all the stuff I don't want to remember. I know, right? <laughs> Convenient memory loss. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about can, do you remember the '79 Stanley Cup and the the the, uh, the upset of the Islanders in the semifinal? Oh, yeah. yeah, we had a we had a good team there too. We uh, John Davidson stood yeah. on his head. Uh, it's too bad he had a bad back, bad knees, bad everything else, and yeah. he was just fantastic for us. Right. It, it was a great. That was a good shot. There was a. a we, I was disappointed in uh, uh, a couple of things that happened in that series with Montreal. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to elaborate too much, um, but there were some some people that should have taken care of themselves a little better in the playoffs. And Tom, you were there then? No, I came in uh, two years later. So I came in eighty eighty one was my first year. Um, okay, so it was some people that really. Uh, didn't do the right thing for the team. Wow. And, yep. uh, and you know what? You know what it is that a team, uh, if, if you have any weak uh, uh, yeah. links, yeah. it, it makes a difference. Yeah. So you have that everybody play in rate to to their ability. And uh, but anyway, that's that's a memory. I, I remember. That's what I remember about this, that series was yeah. that that particular thing. Uh, I, I don't remember any real actual things that happened on the ice but I, I, I remember the stuff that happened yeah. off the ice that uh, uh, probably cost us that uh, well Walt Phil Esposito famously said that when you guys were watching to see who would win Boston or Montreal he was like please let it be Boston I don't want these kids going to Montreal because Montreal has a reputation of being party city and apparently that's what you're alluding to well and I mean this is a good way towards Walt too because Walt had his fun like we all did but I, I love hearing that from you that you realized, uh, you know, if you want to win the cup, you've got to make some sacrifices. Yep. You can't. Well, that's right. And and, uh, and they make sac- you have to make sacrifices off the ice and you yeah. make sacrifices on the ice. It's it, it's a, the whole thing. Well, that's interesting hearing you say that. And I mean, again, in a good way that uh, because yeah, you can see everybody getting wrapped up, a bunch of young guys, right? And I'm not just blaming the young guys, but it's, you know, yeah. Stanley Cup, going to the Stanley Cup finals. It's, you know, Studio 54 is going and all that stuff. So, yeah. And now you're in Montreal, crazy Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things are good here. Um, we 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 have a golf course. It's quite busy. Um, we have um, our clubhouse does a lot of functions, uh, weddings, anniversaries, 
celebration of lives. So uh, we got a lot of a lot of moving parts. Um, we just just recently uh, about last year we bought a fishing camp up in northern Ontario. Wow! And, and I go up there uh, once once a month for a week, every month uh, through the summer. And there's bear hunting up there, moose hunting. Wow! Um, and the name of the, the camp is, if you want to look online, and it's White Moose Wilderness Outpost. Okay. You know, where your pictures of it and everything else. It's uh, wow. I, I, that, that's what I love doing is being out uh, fishing. Right. Well, I don't hunt. And so other people can go up and stay at the lodge, correct? Oh, yeah. We have oh. we have about eight cabins. Oh, there. nice. We rent out. We rent out um, a lot of people from Michigan. It's only about a six, eight-hour ride from Michigan. And all uh, the guys from Michigan, the hunters go there for bear hunting. Cool. And uh, they got a few big ones this year. Moose huh. hunting also. Right. right. What's the name of the golf course, Walt? River Valley Golf and Country Club. Wow. Walt Kachuk owned a golf course. Man, that's something. Like that. And they <laughs> yeah, well, neither, neither does Tom. So perfect. Oh, I know, I'm terrible. You know, I'm terrible. I go to some, uh, you know, fundraisers for golfing. Yeah, and you'll be in, in groups of four or five. And the, before I start, I tell uh, the, the foursome that I'm with, I'll say, "Listen, I'm shooting last on the drive, and I'm hoping that one of those four guys will have yeah. one street one out there." And huh. they do. I'll say, "That's good enough for me." <laughs> uh, that's funny. They had, I went to one golf course and I didn't hit the ball at all. And then finally the last hole was like a 30-foot putt. And they were begging me, come on, Tom, take one shot, one shot. So I got all cocky. And I'm like, okay, this is how you do it. You line it up, you know. So I sunk the putt too, like a 30-foot No way. Like, I didn't know what I was doing at all. Wow. Well, you got into coaching for a little bit after you hurt your eye, correct? Well, uh, yes. I, I, um, so I, I was on a contract with uh, the Rangers. I still had uh, a couple of years left. Right. So when I got hurt, I was. I, uh, I would stand between the benches, the Ranger bench and the Vizio's bench, and Craig Patrick, who was general manager and coach at the time, um, after about a week or so, he said, uh, do you want to do some work with the Rangers? I said, yeah, what, what do you want me to do? He said, why, why don't you do some pre-scouting? And I said, okay. So uh, he sent me to Toronto because we were going to be playing uh, Toronto. And they had me way up in the bleachers so high I couldn't even see what the hell was going on with one eye on. So I give him the list of the lineup. Uh, so we get, we play him the next time, and uh, the, Craig Patrick says to me, uh, what, what happened here? He said, uh, the lineup is all different. I said, well, Dan Maloney got injured, so they must have shuffled their, uh, their lines up. I said, but. We know we know how to forecheck and how to backcheck. <laughs> and I should, and then after that, I said, I can't do that. Uh, I can't. I can't see that far. Right. So I went back between the two benches, and Craig Patrick comes back to me and he says, "Why don't you uh, come behind the bench and just stand there?" I said, "What do you want me to do?" He said, "Just if you see somebody do something, or you want to help somebody, just talk to him." I said, right. "Okay." And he's behind the bench. And I'm looking, and so I see things. Uh, maybe a winger is letting um, is letting his winger go and not holding on to him a little. I think you've got to stay with him a little longer, so the defense have a shot at this. And then that went on for like three or four games. Craig Patrick says to me, uh, "Why don't you change the defense and I'll change the forwards?" And I said, "Okay." Yeah. 
and I, and my, my thing when I played as a hockey player, when I, when I went on the ice to play against another team, I really didn't pay that much attention to the forwards I was against. Right. I was looking at the defense to sure. see where the weak spots were or where I was going to break in. So I, when I changed the defense, I made sure my strong defense were against their strong forwards. That was the way I, that's the way I looked at it. So then after a number of games, Craig says, I'll change the defense, you change the forwards. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that for the whole that end of that year. And he said at the end of the year, he says, um, Walter, he said, uh, Herb Brooks, they won the, the, the gold, uh, the U.S. gold. So I heard, he said, Herb Brooks is coming in next year. He said, I'm, I can't hire you. He has to hire you if he wants you. So you can inter- have an interview with Herb. So I talked with Herb there, and he says, yeah, you're in. So I, I coached with Herb Brooks for a couple of years. That's right. And uh, and then after that, I came back. Yeah. we had that, you're, So you were coaching that good run we had, 80-81, right? We beat L.A. and St. Louis and ultimately lost to the Islanders, yeah? Yeah. That yeah. was fun. That was fun. That was my first year, too. I was thinking, about oh, this is going to happen every year, right? We're going to semi Yeah. You know, I think a lot of a lot of uh, players, um, if they get too much success at the beginning, yeah, yeah. The first year after that, they think it's going to happen every year. It yeah. doesn't happen every year. So you That's really true. Case in point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, like it's so much fun too, like playing in the playoffs. It's getting warmer outside. You don't have to practice as much, you know, and now you're getting down to the point where there's only four teams left. That was pretty cool, yeah. Walt, I want to know if you're aware of that your name is all over the place now because of Keith Kachuk and that his nickname is actually Walt, and now it's Big Walt. No, you didn't know that. No, I I've heard about it. Yeah, um, I, I here at the golf course, I have guys coming in. They say, "Oh, your son's playing," and I said, "No, no, I said he better balls than his father." But I laughed because uh, there was a guy came in here from uh, London, and uh, Keith Kachuk lived at that. He was boarding at that house. Oh, and and, uh, and he was telling me about uh, his father, Keith about his nickname being Walt. And he said, I've never met me yet. So yeah. One day we may, we may meet. That's a pretty good honor to have your uh, guy named after you, right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. calls him Walt. Big yeah. Walt. Yeah. He's big too. He's packed yeah. out some pounds. I, I saw him on television what, when he went to see his kids. Play. Yeah. He got stung by that big bee. He's allergic to the bee stings. Well, he's got two. He's got two. <laughs> like, he's got two uh, NHL stud sons. Oh, I know. They're good players too. Yeah. Good players. Did your boys play hockey at all? No. Uh, they, they never got into it. Yeah, they're too smart. Well, so they uh, the one was wasn't really a big boy, and uh, he had a lot of energy. And my wife said, "You got to see Michael. He's he's really good out there." And I didn't go to a lot of games, and I, I went watched him play his particular game. And she says, "Didn't he play well?" I said, "Yeah, he played. He, he really played well." I said, "Just let him enjoy the game." Right. She, at me because I, I didn't say he was great or anything oh, else. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. let him enjoy the game. I know. Isn't that right when you're a player? There's a lot of guys, though, who have a son, sons that play in the NHL or their father played in the NHL. Now the sons are playing too. But I never really, with my kids, I want them to be a whole lot smarter than I was. So, well, your, your one son became a goalie. So he didn't have to yeah. listen to you tell him about playing defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a goalie. So he, I was always trying to teach him to get out of the blue paint, you know, cut the angles down. But it was also like a metaphor for life, you know, get out of your comfort zone and, so I would tell him, get out of the blue paint. He never listened to me. All of a sudden, this random coach came on the ice and told me, Shane was the name, says, Shane, get out of the blue paint. So he does it. He wouldn't listen to me. Right. I guess that's the way kids are with the college, right? Like, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, that's true. Well, we wanted, Walter, we wanted to ask you about the story we were told. We had Rob Burnett on the show. He's the executive producer oh, yeah. of David Letterman's show. Yes, yes. And he yeah. said 
the treasured item in his life was when he was a little boy, you gave him a, a stick at the garden. No and he said, he said, yeah, he said he had it in his office at Letterman and they created another TV show. And he said he always had this stick above his desk, Walter Pichuk's game used stick. That's right. And then someone stole it. Oh, you're kidding. And he's, but he said somehow his staff wrote to your family and then you sent him another stick. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty cool story. That I meant so much to him too. It was like a treasure for him. Still man. to this day, much yeah. years later, he still says that's like his his you know his prized thing. That whole that whole situation just like really hits him in, yeah. in his heart. That's what I forgot about that. It was really cool that he, he was kind of good that he lost or got stolen. And then you gave him another one that made the story even better. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny when you see people steal stuff. It's like uh, I had my first contract that I signed with the Rangers. That was sixty nine seventy, I guess it was, and. Um, I, I put it in a frame and I, I, you know, I was in a drawer not doing anything. So I put it in the frame and I, I put it on the wall so people could see it. Well, you know, NHL contract and it disappeared. Oh, is that right? Eh? Uh, uh, probably it, somebody it, sold it. Yeah, Tom, I was telling the story to Tom here about how I was on the All Star ballot one year. It was 86, 87, right? That was the worst year I ever had in my life. It was weird. And I was like, God, if I have to play in the All Star game, that's a disaster. <laughs> But Tom actually got been a week, week, a year. Yeah, yeah. A lot of guys got a lot of guys got hurt. Ouch! Wow. <laughs> oh, Walt's good for the zingers. I'll tell you the locker. When you come in, Walt, Walt kid, the locker room lighted up when Walt was in there. We had a lot of fun. So that's like a man after your heart because that's what you. Oh yeah, you took over that. Well, what's funny is like I said, when you come in the first, you're you're kind of quiet. You know to you know mind your p's and q's, and then uh, you sit there and listen to Walt and all the other guys laugh and have fun. So yeah, once the old guys move out a little bit, now you can get well, going. So. Walt, were you a good chirper on the ice? No, I didn't do a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's the thing with Walt. So Walt would be like having tons of fun right up to game time. Time to go on the ice and play the game. He was Mister Intensity. I, I was. I remember watching that about and like that's cool, like that. You know, because he wasn't he didn't get yourself all nervous and everything. In the locker room didn't seem like me. It was you know. too serious of a time. I I remember playing when we were really pissed pissed off at the, each other. Like uh, let's say the us and the Boston Bruins. It was really right. a tough time. You know, you're going to be coming out of that game sore somewhere right um, and then uh, i remember one instance we're in, in in boston and i'm in front of matt and esposito's there and he's yapping and tripping i said why well, just shut up and play hockey you know, because, <laughs> uh, yeah i didn't want to talk i, I just wanted yeah. to yeah, yeah, talk, yeah. talk with you play yeah that's true See, he really changed once the game got going because off the ice in the locker room and practices and everything he was having a ton of fun uh. Yeah, hey, I can never. I always tried to hit Walt too, you know. Like he was like a rock out there. I was like, God, he's strong. Like I, mean, I thought I was a big, tough, strong kid. But I, I couldn't skate. They told me I couldn't skate yeah. in junior all the way up, and then one, I couldn't skate and I couldn't shoot. And then soon as I turned uh, played NHL, they never said anything about my skating. Yeah, probably yeah. a little bomb. But yeah. they, they, they had other things to talk about. Yeah, well, maybe the two hundred twenty-seven goals you scored. Somebody got oh. two twenty-seven. Wow, good job. Two hundred more than you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 201. <laughs> hey, well, listen, I, I really mean this when I say it. Like, you were one of those guys when I came in as a rookie. It's like, you, you don't know what to expect, you know, and what are the old guys doing? And you were just, uh, I, I just enjoyed being around you because, it's like I said, you had fun playing the game at practice and even going up to the game time. But once game time started, man, you were all business. And I really, I, I enjoyed really watching that and learning from you for that, too. So thank you very much for that. Okay, you're welcome. Um, I, I remember also, uh, uh, I enjoyed in practice trying to knock your buddies on their butts, <laughs> <laughs> and that's true too. That was like it. It's just like the way you stood there too is like a fire hydrant. It's like God, I was getting so mad sometimes. I thought I was Mister Tough Guy to knock you over. So, 
Well, Walter, it's great to see you again. I'm glad things are really going well for you and your family at the golf course and the lodge and everything you've got going. Can you just tell us one more time the name of the lodge? It's um, White Moose Wilderness Outpost. Okay. And, and if somebody wants to go up there, Walt, can they go online to find? Get yeah, yeah, they'll have all the information. They'll have pictures. There was uh, actually one uh, a, lady, a, a girl. I'm saying an older girl. She was 82. Uh -huh. This year, she had never gotten a bear. Oh. And she went up there this year, and she got her first bear. Nice. And she was out of Michigan. Nice. And uh, if they go online, they'll see her picture, I think. They, they might have nice. her sit there with her first bear. That's cool. That's very cool. And again, the name of your golf course is what? River Valley Golf and Country Club. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, thank you very much for coming on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. We appreciate it very much. And, and again, it is great to see you again, Walt. I'm glad you're doing yeah, well. Nice talk to both Toms. All right. See you, brother. Thanks, Walt. Bye. Hey, so Tom, what a great episode with someone, yeah. uh, a mentor. Well, I guess he was yeah. a mentor because I didn't know he was that funny. Oh, he's got, oh, and he was kind of calm there today. Yeah. Uh, when he's in the locker room, I, I guess I think about it more and you touched on it when we do the show. That's how I, I get, maybe I learned from him. Yeah, yeah. You came in, you were the new wise ass, oh, right? When you yeah. Came in? Yeah, but I learned, uh, it was good seeing him again because I learned, he was one of the guys that he kind of looked at you sometimes you were talking too much. Like, and like he did it in a kind of funny way, but like there was that old school theory that the young kids came in. Yeah. Brooks, shut that up. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. 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 When they shaved Gotsi or they initiated him, uh, Mary looking at me, talk anymore. It's amazing that you avoided though because they got Kasopoulos, they got Dugay. Who yeah. they get? Did they get Don Maloney or did Dave uh, not let that happen? They got Mike Allison. Allison. I, don't, I remember Don Maloney. I don't think they got him. He had uh, a brother on the team. Yeah. Uh, to do. Yeah. True. Uh, we got. Uh, yeah, it's funny looking back at that whole initiation thing too. How like what was the point? But like he talked about it, he got initiated, so it was just like right yep. past everybody. Got it done. But great to see him again. He was one of those. Oh, everybody, man, was he funny? He just you want to be around him because he yeah. had that like. But again, when it came game time, he showed up like he was a totally different guy on the ice, all business. Good, very good player. Fifteen year yeah. career with just the Rangers, yeah. which is awesome. And would have played longer if not got hit in the eye. Too. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I just didn't know. That was me. I, I did. I wasn't aware that he got. I, I was yeah. a little kid, but he got hurt by, by yeah. a high injury. He was a good coach too. I, I guess he just didn't want to coach him. He got so much stuff going on the golf course and the lodge. He's got going on, so. Yeah, the guy owns a golf course. Yeah, I mean, how many people do you know that yeah. can say they own a golf course? And he hates golf. <laughs> and he hates golf. Right. So I yeah. can own a golf course. Yeah. So you can get out there. Yeah. You guys really you both shoot like three hundred. Oh, what a terrible game! That is. No pace. I don't get any enjoyment out of it whatsoever. It's it's a love hate. Uh, I think you you, pl you basically play whole eighteen holes five hour a day for one good shot, and if it comes toward the end of the right. day, you're like, all right, I, I can do this again. Yeah, uh, the whole concept, like the whole etiquette thing, you know, and you're, oh god, yeah, and you're not really one for etiquette, no. And then like if I if I don't do it well, I want to do it harder the next time. Then there's right. worse thing to do with golf. Later. So when was the last time you were on a golf course? Was it the Ranger alumni event? No, we had a golf uh, event I went to over in uh, Ramapo, New York. Uh, okay, uh, youth hockey organization. Gary Dork. Oh, oh. That was the North Rockland. Uh, yes. Gary Dork yeah, yep. Gary Dorkowitz. Yeah, so I, so I stay in one hole, and uh, everybody comes around, and we greet, meet, and talk, and chat, and make fun of them. And I do tell them right away, so listen, I'm chirping you. I, I, I don't know how to play golf. So wait, so your job is you're going to stay at the eighth hole, yeah. and when they come by, just, yeah. just chirp them. Yeah, like if they make, so the big one, there's a few guys uh, that weren't that good at golfers at this tournament, but they were having fun anyways, and they you know, they did a bad shot, and guys scribble on the ground or whatever. I said, no, you're getting, all, you're getting your money's worth out of the golf course here. You're hitting every, every green grass around. Oh boy, look at yeah. you just oh, going totally. at these guys. Oh, totally, yeah. But I tell them in advance, I say, listen, I'm going to be chirping you. So they it's part of the show. Yeah. And then what's say, I guess that, that it's, it's a group of guys, too. You got to be careful who, who it is, but these guys seem to be uh, for that, yeah. one of that. So 
there, there's a site, uh, I forgot what it's called, Golf, Golf Adjacent. Anyway, it's a, it's a social media site and they just chirp guys as they golf. They actually think they got Trump too. Like they've, they've deduced famous people, famous oh. golfers. They just chirp the shit out of them and it's pretty funny. There's some great videos out there too. And I was making fun of Larry Melnick in the past of uh, out there drinking and the guys are drinking falling oh, down yeah. off. Oh, some people get just polluted. I know, right? Yeah, doesn't that seem to be the thing? Yeah. It, especially at those events, those charity events, yeah. they get hammered. And yeah. It's like, what's that? Yeah. If you're just like slurring and stumbling, why are you even playing golf? We, at that point? we have one guy fell out of the cart one time. He was reaching over to try to grab the ball and he was hammered. It just kept, just kept going. It's so, it so yeah. funny to watch, dude. Yeah. I don't know how you could do that or play golf or hockey or any sport. Well, I guess golf because you're sitting yeah. so much and it's kind yeah. of kind of passive, kind of boring. Have you ever had a few beers and then play hockey? No, never. Yeah. I don't think I. No, I don't think I have. Never. I, I played with a lot of guys who had smoked pot before they played. Oh, really? And, and when they didn't play, shout out to Brian Noble and Kip Rano. When they, they didn't smoke pot? When they didn't smoke pot, sorry. Yeah. Wow. They, they felt off before those games. But then when they did, they felt calm. They were in the zone. They felt that, you know, wow. the year we won the National Roll Hockey Championship, 2007, those guys smoked for every game. I had a uh, old uh, college teammate, Jerry Schaefer, great guy with big hitter. And uh, he was smoke pot when he studied. And then he couldn't take the test again unless he was stoned uh, uh, taking the test. So, so, so he, he couldn't remember. He just yeah. he had to do yeah. it all. Of it. See now what happened there was you. We had an exchange. I said <laughs> I, I said something. You changed the subject. Now you told me, and I'm talking about your friend who couldn't take the test. See, I'm staying on what you said. But, on your but I'm still it's, it's still a smoking pot story. It's still the same topic. Smoking it's okay. Pot. It's it's related to it, but it's totally turned in a different direction. Okay, so so your story. Oh, so you did that. So, oh, well, and so your story was about two guys smoking pot and they couldn't play right unless they were smoking pot again. Correct. So what would you want my response to be that? Like, what should it have been the proper? Response? Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh. No, you wouldn't say that. You're well, just, but I wouldn't. How would I know that? Because you're your friend. You wouldn't right? know that. That's true. But right. you could just say, you know what? That's interesting. You say that, Tom, because I have a friend named Jerry. Who, uh, so I should have thrown in there that that's interesting because I have a friend, Jerry. Transition. Schaefer. Yes, it's a smooth it's a transition. Yes, into the next. I am not smooth. I'm not thinking. No, you're nothing about me. Is smooth. Well, your head is smooth, <laughs> and your skin is smooth. You have very. <laughs> listen, I say it all the time. You have very nice skin. Skincare. Yeah, Ron Dugay taught me that. Yeah, I was used to laugh at Ron Dugay. Like he take care of his hair, his skin. I was like, alright, what's the game? But then he was really smart. He'd be a branding expert. Sure. Duguay. Took care of himself. That's say what you will about Dugay. Yeah. He it, he he's a good looking guy, and he takes care of himself. Oh, and yeah. He's in great shape, yeah. and he looks for his age. He looks great. He's he's very aware of his brand, and yes. he was very aware at an early age too of what his brand was. A good looking guy, good athlete, and it served him well. Yeah, him well. good for him, Mister well, Mister Sarah Palin. Let's get him back. We got to get him back on. He was on episode Let's five get, or four. We don't. We got to get Sarah Palin on. Yeah, we should see if dudes and her. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a show, yeah. especially with an election coming up in a year or so. Right, things going on. Let's an election coming up. What? I said election. Oh, election. Sorry, I thought you said election. Um, wow, Dukes, I, I apologize for your, your <laughs> former teammate there. Oh, he's fine. He's, he doesn't bother him. Well, let's see. We'll we'll try. We'll get him back on again for a, yeah. for a new show. But we can't. Let's have Sarah on just by herself. We don't want her and see Ron. if she'll do it. Well, you have to reach out to Dukes to see if she'll do it. Yeah. She is a hockey mom. Yeah. You know the great thing about those two being together? We talked about this before. When they travel. Here, here we go. Less baggage, right? Because they use the same hair care products, same makeup probably and everything. Wow. Right. Harsh. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you were makeup. You were on a. You were a color guy. Oh, you're a radio guy. Uh, that was required because it was on TV. We did when we were on Amazon. I had that's, that's Eton Levine show. Yeah, that is the makeup thing. I did go for a period of time there, where I'd say no, I'm not letting put makeup on them. So like, I, it's just it, makeup. Who cares? I know. They yeah, could because they were threatening your manhood, though, and you were, you know, there's probably you were involved. Well, I also thought that I was going to be Mr. Tough Guy. Everybody else just says, "Yeah, I'll put the makeup." Oh, on. Don't don't make no, I'm not. Makeup's persistent. Yeah. I'm a farm boy from Canada. Yeah, I, say, I make my own hummus now. My boys give me a hard time. They said, hummus? Who eats hummus? Like, that hummus is a, man. that's a 360 or a 180. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. But having said that though, I do, your hummus is pretty good. Pretty I, good. I tried it. Pretty good. Uh, your hummus is very good. Very, very, very healthy. It's got peppers in it, spinach, chia seeds, quinoa. Oh, 
goodness. We were, I got to go in phases. So like I'll have sometimes where there's a lot of uh, hummus I'm making and then I'll go for a phase where I get away from that. Maybe a lot of guac- guacamole. Guacamole is great. Uh, but I, I did say, I work out for one day. I think I had strep and you were like, I want you to try this. This is ginger and oh, yeah. turmeric and something else. I heard else with it. And man, the, the ginger it's, was spicy. It's I didn't good. expect that. Yeah. Every day. So I have, uh, I have a juicer. So I get ginger root, the real stuff, put in the juicer, make up a batch. And then at Costco, we get a nice liquid turmeric. It's got curcumin in it because yeah, that's very good for you. So I guess turmeric doesn't digest well in your system. So you have to have the curcumin. It, it kind of activates it. or Yeah. Or black pepper. They black pepper does that. Or cayenne. So here's what I did today. I make a smoothie every morning and I put turmeric and cayenne pepper and they look very similar in powder form. They're both kind of orange. So I, I put a tiny bit of cayenne pepper and a lot of turmeric, but I flipped it today. Was that a good transition in your part there? You went from me talking about my ginger turmeric. I did. I said, well, I said, funny you should say that because. You just say funny. So I did. I said, We're going to have to go to the replay. You I can't go to the replay, but I, I, I I just added on to what you said. I added value to what you had said. So opposed when I add value, then it's, I've said it incorrectly. No, if it was you and I, you, you would have said, well, when I make a smoothie, but I, I gave you a little prop there, you know? I don't think so that's there, you That's right. Well, we'll see. Please tell us. Uh, Thanks for listening. Walker Chuck was great. Yes, he was. Ah, ah, Chewbacca. No, everybody, Chewbacca is really not in the studio. That's just me doing an invitation. Wow. Okay. All right, grasshoppers, thank you for listening. We had a fantastic show. We'll see you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.